prayers together in thy name. Lord God, we celebrate you, O oh God, in spirit and in truth. Because, Lord, the Bible declares, O oh God, that, Lord, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Therefore, O oh God, we come, O oh God, with glorious and kingdom expectation that we, O oh God, can embrace this moment as you crown, O oh God, this presence, Heavenly Father, ministering unto us in spirit and in truth. We ask, O oh God, that you continue to inspire Pastor Brown, O oh Lord, the shepherd of this flock. Inspire him, O oh God, and give him a word that shall continue to transform our minds, O oh Lord, that we can think on the things of God, that we, O oh God, will be transformed, O oh God, in the renewing of our mind. So let this mind be in us that was also in Christ Jesus. As you begin to minister to us, O oh God, in a personal way, we ask, Heavenly Father, that may the praise team, O oh God, sing voices of angelic choir unto you. Let it be a fresh aroma, O oh God, before your nostrils. As we begin, O oh God, to give you a sacrifice of praise continually, that the fruit of our lips will give you thanks. So lead guide and orchestrate this entire service from beginning to end and then some. May our spiritual cups, oh God, run over that we can taste and see that the Lord is good. So do, oh God, what you do best, Heavenly Father, that's to bless your people. Now, oh God, as we set this time, oh God, into your holy hands, may you mold and shape this service, oh God, as you see fit, that we shall become vessels of honor to carry your word, to speak your word, to live out your word, and let the people know that we are not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And all these things we ask in Jesus' name, and all of God's people say, hallelujah. Good morning, Resurrection! Oh, you can do better than that. Good morning, Resurrection! I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Yeah. You, got, you look beautiful out there. Super Bowl Sunday! This is a special day, even if you know nothing about football, you probably going to a Super Bowl party. Uh, who's going to win? Kansas City? Any Kansas City fan? Or San Francisco? Well, I'll say it again. If you're on Team Jesus, you're already a winner. You're already a winner. On behalf of our pastor, Pastor Ray D. Brown Sr., I want to welcome you to this service. It is a... It is really good to see you guys. If you're worshiping with us for the very first time, won't you do me a favor? I want you to take out your phones and text the word guest to 830-689-8074. And tell us a little bit about yourself, and we'd like to get a little bit more information about you, as well as give you a little bit more information about us as we continue to, continue to connect. Now we're going to ask that we continue to pray for our pastor, Pastor Ray D. Brown, Sr. Pray that the Holy Spirit enables him to preach the word. He's a, a, you'll see when he get up here, but he is, going to, he is going to play through the pain. He's going to play through the pain today. He is going to usher in a word to us today that's going to advance the kingdom agenda. So 
we have a very special guest with us also today. We have with us today, for your listening pleasure, if you will, and your praise pleasure, none other than Mr. Ernest Pugh. He's going to, he is going to be singing. And backing him up is the baddest praise team on this side of glory. So let me get out of the way and we'll move on in the service. Dr. Ernest Pugh. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, this is the day that the Lord has made. I don't know about you, but I will rejoice and be glad in it. Do something for me to the degree that God has blessed you. Would you just take about 30 seconds to bless him back? Come on, open your mouth, throw your head back, and give God the highest praise. Come on, if he's open doors, if he's made ways out of no way, somebody scream in the building. Look at your neighbor and tell him that ain't nobody like him. You can search all over, but you won't find nobody like him. Hallelujah. Listen, before we sing today, and they go, we're going to do some showing up singing. I may need a wheelchair before it's all over because they wore me out last night. I want to give God praise for one of the greatest preachers and teachers and leaders on this side of heaven. Will you go crazy for at least 25 seconds for your very own Dr. Ray D. Brown? Come on, scream in the house, y'all. Give God praise. I think the one that feeds you and leads you is the most influential person in your life. I got some special gifts for him today. Would you put this in his chair so that he'll see this when he comes in, sir? And I'll have those available when we get through. It's my newest book and some music out there. Because y'all praising so good, I may just give them all, all the way free. Should I just give them away free? I didn't get enough witnesses. So this is what we're going to do. Once you give me your $20, I'm going to just give them away. Amen. But look at your neighbor telling me everything that happened to me that was good. Tell him God did it. Tell the neighbor on the other side everything that happened to me that was good. Tell him God did it. Put your hands on it like this. Scream in the building. Woo! Come on. Hey. Put them together like this. All the way up. Listen. Everything that happened to me that was good, God did. Yes, He did. Well, everything that happened to me that was good, God did. Yes, He did. Listen, pick me up, turn me around, place my feet on. Everything that happened to me, it was good. God did it. Yes, he did. Well, everything that happened to me, that was good. God did it. Yes, he did. Can I testify? Once was lost in a world of sin. I tell Jesus came and it took me in. Everything that happened. Dark 
said my mind is stayed on him he's gonna keep me in peace today just reach up for peace how many need peace just pull down what you need you may need joy you may need peace you may need strength hallelujah come on just lift lift some sweet words of worship in there oh my 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 oh my 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 my, my. oh yes you he's gonna keep you in peace out y'all God will keep you in yes he will yes he will all who smile stay on thee 
why we thank you. Even in advance, you ought to thank him for keeping you. He's a keeper of my soul. So, Ryan just say, my soul. Can you say he? he? Come on. Yeah. He's keeping pastor right now. in his body and so function in his perfection from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet with the cream and Pastor West, that um, you are at the um, San Antonio campus of Church Without Walls, okay? <laughs> Amen. Um, I know y'all can't hardly, if you listen to XM Radio, if you listen to it long enough, you're going to go by at least three or four of his songs are going to be on there. Uh, he's got a CD. Amen. This is how they make their money. Amen. Or you can download it electronically. Amen. And is your book available? Is, you gonna, is it going to be available today? Amen. So go by and see him, and um, let's continue to support our gospel artists. Amen. Um, amen. He, whenever he's close, he lets us know that he's close by, and he came by today and blessed us. Um, and then when he's not close, we'll call him, and he's always making himself available to us. Uh, I think even during the pandemic, I think one time. And so we're just glad to have our own Texas born. Amen. He's wearing cowboy stuff today, but he's still he in the house. Amen. 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 Listen, where's, where, where's, where's, where's Doc Brown? Doc Brown's, is Doc Brown? He back there. Amen. Doc, listen, I need um, my nephew to get me a jersey, Malcolm Brown's jersey. Okay. 
because I, I, this, this this is good. This is Cleveland Browns and and of course you know Jim Brown. But I need I need I need something more contemporary because, Amen. I ain't I ain't hating or nothing like that. Amen. Just good to be in the house. Listen, y'all. You never know what's gonna happen from Monday to Monday, or Sunday to Sunday. I um I was preparing to go to bed Friday Friday Thursday night. And I woke up Friday morning a little bit different than I went to bed Thursday night. <laughs> I, um, I know y'all wondering, why is he walking up here like that, uh, amen, uh, with, with, a, with, a, with a cane, amen. I, it was not my choice. I, um, let me give you the short version. I was trying to go one way, but my leg went another way. Amen. Look at somebody say, that does happen, amen. Another thing, when you fall, when you fall and you are past 50, a lot of stuff be going in your mind during the fall, you know. I tell you what, I called on the Lord more in that fall. I hadn't even hit the ground yet. I was, Lord Jesus, help me. God. I spoke in tongues all the way down to the floor. <laughs> and then I tried to speak in tongues to get myself back up. Amen. Because literally, Dick, I fell and I couldn't get up. I didn't have life alert or nothing. I... Siri was in the other room. Alexa was turned off. <laughs> I said, Lord, if you just give me strength. Just... And I'm like, why? You know, that, you know, I know I preach sermons about why, but I was asking why. Because hey, um, while I'm on the ground, trying to get back up, scared, don't know what's broken or whatever, because I know something is wrong because I couldn't feel my leg. And, um, and then when I did feel it, I wish I didn't feel it again. <laughs> but I'm giving y'all more details of last service, y'all. And um, so... By the time I got up, I knew I was in trouble, but I also knew trouble don't last always. So I called my son and said, don't worry about it, take me in the morning. We went to the hospital as we were going to the ER. He said, um, do I need to get you a life alert? You know? I said, that would really be nice. It's funny now, but it was not funny back then. And I'm telling y'all right now, it was not. And, uh, but I praise God, I got a great team. I told my staff, they, they all told me, well, maybe you ought to take a Sunday off and I'm looking at y'all right now. Y'all don't take too kindly when pastor takes off. It, I mean, you know, I, I bet you if I drove by the sanctuary and I was taking off, I'd be seeing people talking about, I'll be back next Sunday, I'm gonna stream it today. Um, not that we're a personality-driven church, but I do understand you wanna see your pastor, amen. And because of your prayers, I'm able to stand right now. So thank God. Thank you. Yeah. I know somebody's praying for me. And I certainly appreciate you. I appreciate you. Praise team, you always do a wonderful job. I love you. Thank you so much. Musicians. Musicians, all of you are. Amen. Are you ready for a word from the Lord? Amen. Let's go to God in prayer real quickly. Father, we are grateful and we are thankful for the privilege to be able to be in this place to be in the service one more time. 
We pray now that you would bless your name, let it be glorified, bless your word, let it be magnified, bless your people, let them be edified, let the words of our mouth, the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, our strength, our redeemer, in Jesus' name. Anoint us afresh, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. We're continuing to advance the kingdom agenda. Amen. And my prayer for all of you, as always, is that God will continue to bless you. His blessings will rest upon your life this entire year. We want to empower you. We want to encourage you with our assignment. I want you to embrace that. Amen. Amen. The kingdom agenda is what we're trying to advance. We're in a new series of messages entitled Moving Forward. Say Moving Forward. And I want to share with you a word from the book of Luke's gospel. The gospel according to St. Luke chapter 5. And I want to read into your hearing verses 1 through 5 from the New Living Translation. Just give me just a little bit right here and a little less up there. I'm getting, let's get this balance just right. Amen. Uh, verses 1 through 5. There you go. That's it. Don't, don't. Yeah. Okay. Now back away. Back away. Back. Stay right where you are because, you know, I'm going to ask you for something else in a minute. Amen. Verses 1 through 5 from the New Living Translation. <clears throat> this is the word of God. One day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of Galilee, on the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it's deeper. Let down your nets to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night. Didn't catch a thing, but... If you say so, I'll let the nets down again. The word of God for the people of God. Praise be to God. You may be seated. Turn it down just a little bit right here. We want to tag this text with this title on today, Moving Forward After Failure. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you can move forward even after failure. What do you do when your best move doesn't work? I'm a movie buff. Y'all know that. If you've heard me preach more than three sermons, <laughs> I normally try to figure out a way to get a movie in there. I've enjoyed over the years, though, when I was, uh, before we had streaming and cable and all that stuff, uh, there was a movie that came out on cable, but as it left the theaters, called The Karate Kid. I know y'all have uh, access to the latest ones. Uh, there's four movies in that whole franchise. Jaden Smith's iter iteration, I appreciate that. And uh, the interjection of uh, a female karate master, Elizabeth Shue. My favorite karate kid, though, is still Daniel LaRusso. Ralph Macchio. He, Daniel is an inspiring character raised in a tough part of, of, of town. If he was in Houston, it would be in one of those wards. <laughs> if he was in San Antonio, well, we, I don't know what kind of ghettos we have in San Antonio. 
but he had to battle a number of bullies and literally fight his way to a world championship. In no small part by his karate master, his sensei, his teacher, Mr. Miyagi. That's part one. But then part two, the karate kid Daniel goes to Okinawa to visit Mr. Miyagi because his father is ill and while he's there he attracts another bully. If you're familiar with the movie, you remember that, that famous part in part one where he uses the crane technique. The crane technique helped him to end the match and get the victory. He got the victory in part one because of the crane technique. But in part two, when he used the crane technique in this new situation, this new bully caught his leg and almost broke his leg. The crane technique was Daniel's best move. But the old technique didn't work with a new bully. What do you do? when your best move just won't work. You've done all you can do to be the best as a, your best as a parent, your best as a partner, your best as a peer, your best as a participant, and it just doesn't work. How do you handle it when you've done your best as an employee, as an employer, as a neighbor, as a family member, as a church member and your best doesn't work. You can see the potential in your situation, but you just can't produce the possibility. Instead of success, you keep finding failure. What do you do when you fail? And that's where we want to focus our sermonic spotlight today. And this is critical. Hear me when I say this, because some of us have experienced failure over and over. Last year was a year of failure for some of us. Some of us, even in the beginning of this year, have been experiencing failure, maybe even this past week. And while there may be just a few bougie folk who have not failed recently, you still need to pay attention because you never know when you're going to need a message just like this. Can I get a witness? Hear me well, failure is a part of life because uh, as I stand here right now, I need to tell you, I'm standing to tell you, life be lifing. Okay, some of y'all got it, some of y'all didn't. I, I, I got stuff on my leg right now that somebody gave me. I don't know what it was, I hope it was legal, but it <laughs> sure making me feel good. Thank you, Jack, amen. I got some help. I feel my help coming. <laughs> Peter and his colleagues had fished all night and caught nothing. Don't y'all act like y'all don't know this story. Often we experience failure in our occupation. When we experience in our occupation, we feel like it must be our location that the location must be the problem because I'm, 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 I'm familiar with my occupation, but things ain't working out in my location. But this text takes exception of that and suggests that what we need is not a change of location, but a change of orientation. Your focus is in the wrong place. Can I get a witness? 
And so that's what Peter discovered. Struggling in his occupation, he decides to change location, but Jesus shows up with mercy, with favor, with grace, and, and, and a surprise, and he changed his situation by working a miracle in the same location. Y'all didn't get that. You, I need to remind somebody that God is in, still in the miracle working business. God is awesome. He's so awesome he can move mountains, keep me in the valley, hide me from the rain. He, and every now and then God will step into our situations, y'all, and do something that is far beyond our capacity. To us, it's a miracle, but to God, it's just another move. Now, I recognize, I recognize that, you know, some of us have been in church so long and we're sophisticated and we don't even believe in miracles no more. It, uh, but more than likely, you sitting next to one right now. They, they may be quiet, but they'll tell you, you don't know my story. If you knew my story, then you would know that God does work miracles. Somebody on your road can testify, considering the problems I've had, the life that I've lived, the crises that I've encountered, the experiences that I've endured, the, the odds that I've faced, the struggles that I've had to take. I should have been dead and done and defeated a long time ago. Somebody ought to testify, but I'm alive. I'm still breathing. I'm still kicking. I'm, I'm still moving because God made a move that I got to say it was a miracle. Uh, some, some people don't believe in miracles. I, I, I believe and I agree with Dr. A.W. Tozer who said anything God has ever done, God can do now. Anything God has done anywhere, God can do here. And anything God has ever done for anybody, God can do it for you. It is no secret what God can do, what he's done for others, he can do for you. That God has done what God has done, God can do. If he saved then, he can save now. If he healed then, this is for somebody, he can heal now. If he delivered then, he can deliver now. Because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I don't know if you've noticed or not, but I think I need to remind you that miracles often are preceded by a mess. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. If you're in the middle of a mess, you better get ready to shout. God is about to work a miracle. Okay. That's, the, that's, that, that's really the tale of our text for today. This text is centered around a hot mess. Say hot mess. Oh, don't act like you ain't never said that before. The disciples had fished. They failed, they're frustrated, and they're washing their nets. And the only time the disciples wash their nets is when they're finished fishing. So even though they had fished, even though they had failed, they concluded they were finished. And so they're washing their nets on the shore, but all of a sudden Jesus shows up. And he shows up. And the crowd gathered around him. He asks Peter to use his boat as a platform to preach from. Peter consents. Jesus preaches. And after the service is over with, he gives the benediction. And Jesus said, listen, I know church is over with, but launch out into deep water. Let down your nets. You're going to catch some fish. They followed his instructions. They caught so many fish that not only did they fill up their boat, but they 
filled up the boats of their partners. They had to call other boats to share in the catch with them. Boy, I'm gonna pause right here and give y'all a bonus. God's gonna bless you in such a way that you can't even, you're gonna have to find somebody to share your blessing with. Y'all ain't hearing me. Anybody believe that today that, that God's got a blessing that's, that's too much for you to contain, so much that you're gonna be giving blessings away because you ain't got, okay. I, I got a few takers. Let me say it one more time. Does anybody believe that God can do it? Then you ought to claim that this is the year that God's going to bless me in a way that I'm not going to be able to keep it all to myself. I'm going to have to give some stuff. They found more fish than they could handle. Their failure was literally transformed into success. Can I talk to you for a moment? Every miracle that Jesus ever performed had both a message and a method. And there are at least four critical lessons, four messages in this text that I'm going to share with you real quickly. I'm not going to be up here long because uh, life is life in right now. <laughs> but I want to show you how to move forward after failure. What does it take to move forward? What does it take, whether it be in your dreams, whether it be in your uh, relationships, your marriage, your job, your career? Here it is, four steps that can give you power. Anybody interested real quickly? Here's step number one. If you are in a failing situation, that's the time for an invitation. Say invitation. You've got to invite Jesus aboard your boat. Can I get a witness? You, you, you got to get Jesus in your circumstance. You got to invite Jesus into your situation. That's the starting point to move forward after failure because in verse 3, the text testifies that Jesus got into one of the boats that belonged to Simon and Peter. And when Jesus got on their boat, watch this, they caught more fish in 12 minutes than they could have caught in 12 hours. 12 minutes. They've been fishing and caught nothing. It was the same boat, the same lake. They used the same nets, the same fishermen looking for the same catch. The only difference is that Jesus was now on board their boat. Y'all ain't getting this. So I got to ask you the question, is Jesus on board the boat of your life? Have you, when was the last time you invited Jesus into your situation? In fact, you need to invite him into every situation. There are some places you don't need to put an application into. There are some people you don't need to waste your time hanging around. I'm sorry, that's, I don't know who that's for. You got to invite Jesus into your situation. When you invite Jesus in, listen, he will come. But he, he's, he's, he's standing at the door, according to Revelation 3, knocking. If any man opens, I'll come in. Jesus says, you don't have to let me in, but I, you can't run me away. I'm standing and I'm knocking in, and I will come in if you open the door. You've got to invite him in. The boat for Peter represented his business. It was his livelihood. It was how he put food on the table. And yet, when Jesus asked for the very thing that he used for provision, he gave it to Jesus. Jesus asked, Peter provided. I'm asking you for something that you work with. I'm asking you to give it to me. Peter provided. Jesus asked, 
Jesus asked, Peter provided, and as a result, Jesus showed him possibilities in it that he never could have discovered on his own. When Peter invited Jesus into his business, the return on that investment was unbelievable. I ain't recommending you making Jesus your business partner, but what I am suggesting is that you make him the CEO because I'm a witness. If you make him the CEO of your business, he will help you handle your business. Oh, I take that back. Not only will he help you, he'll handle your business because whatever you want to God to grow, you have to be willing to give. Whatever you want God to bless, you got to be willing to bestow. Whatever you want God to raise, you got to be willing to release. And that's the sequence of the scenes in this scripture. First, Peter gives his boat for the Lord's purposes. Then the Lord gave his blessing for Peter's provision. You can't beat God giving. Peter gave, Jesus obliged, Jesus gave, and Peter was overwhelmed. Somebody needs to grab that because when you give to the Lord what belongs to you for him to use, what he gives back to you will be more than you could ever think, ask, or imagine. Can I get an amen right there? That's the principle of priority. That's what Jesus was talking about in Matthew 6, 23, when he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added. That, that's the Lord's message to us that in any area of our lives, whatever you put him first in, he will make you first act. Can I get a witness? Jesus is saying, you put me first in your marriage and I'll make it marvelous. Put me first in your finances and I'll make it fruitful. Put me first in your business and I'll handle your business. Whatever you put him first in, he'll make you first at. So if you want to move forward after failure, you've got to invite Jesus into your failure. That's the difference between fishing all night and failing and fishing for a few minutes and finding. That's principle number one. Let me give you number two. There must be affirmation. Say affirmation. Not only invitation, but affirmation, because in order to, for God to empower us to move forward after failure, you've got to be willing to affirm and agree that your efforts have failed. It's called confession. Good for the soul. Terrible for the reputation. But you got to confess. If you want to see change, you've got to be willing to confess, to confess that things are not working. Boy, we got, I, I, now maybe not here, but I, I, I don't know, maybe there is somebody here. Some people will never confess that they're wrong. It's always somebody else's fault. Okay, I. Mm-mm-mm. Y'all, I'm going to hold what I'm thinking right now. But you can imagine what I'm thinking. Uh, 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 you know, if everybody is always... <laughs> they don't understand me. Maybe it's you. Look at your neighbor and say, I, he just told me to say this. Maybe it's you, okay? Tell them, don't hold it against me, but maybe it's you. Listen, as long as you insist on being fake, phony, and superficial, ain't nothing gonna change. Bad grammar, but good theology. But if you're ready for the real thing, it starts with getting real with God. 
And that's what Peter does in verse 5. Peter gets real with God in verse 5. He gets real with him. He says, Master, we've worked all night. We've been fishing all night and caught nothing. They had been fishing for 12 hours. Not as a leisure activity. I fished with folk in this church for leisure. And one hour is long. I love y'all. I love you. I love you. Don't, don't get mad. I, you can still invite your pastor to go fishing. In fact, I'm going to feel some kind of way if I felt that you got, went fishing and didn't even call me. I'm just saying. When you do it for leisure, even as, a, as an activity, yuck. They did it for 12 hours, and this was their business. This was their family business. Their families were depending on them for a catch. This is how they ate, y'all. They were not novices like some of the folk I fish with. I told you, keep looking straight. Nobody know I'm talking about you. They professionals, experts. Fishermen, not the kind of people that'll get your line all tangled up. I ain't saying nothing. Huh? Not the kind of people that see you pulling on something. They want to put they. Okay, not, never mind. Huh? But these were expert fishermen, and they grew up on this lake, and they, they knew where to fish, they knew how to fish, they knew when to fish, what day to fish, they knew when to drop their nets. But for all they knew, they still accomplished nothing. You do realize that even superstars strike out. Even star football players who have girlfriends with the last name of Swift sometimes drop the ball. Even the best football teams get beat. One of them going to get beat today. All right now. It, 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 wasn't, it wasn't as if they were attempting something they didn't know anything about, y'all. Listen, they were experts. They were doing what they did best, but their best wasn't good enough. Somebody knows that experience today. You've been trying to do what you were trained to do, what you know how to do what you had previously had success in doing, but for the last few months, for some reason, you haven't, it hasn't worked out for you. I'm preaching to somebody whose testimony is, Pastor, I've tried hard, but I, I, it's never enough. No matter what I do in my relationship, it just, I, I do the best I can, but it, it doesn't seem to make any difference. I, I worked all night long, like Lionel Richie, but I don't have anything to show for it. I've been doing the best with what I know how to do, but it's been giving me nothing but the worst that it can offer. What do you do when your best is not good enough? It requires an invitation. You got to get Jesus in your situation, in your circumstances. If you're discouraged, invite him into your discouragement. If you're ashamed, invite him into that shame. If you're embarrassed, invite him into that embarrassment. If you have failed, invite him into your failure. 
If you're struggling with regret, invite him in and affirm in truth and say to him, Lord, my best just ain't working. I'm not doing well. This, that, and the other is beating me down. It's kicking me down. It's, it's holding me down. It's keeping me down. It's strangling my joy because moving forward requires an invitation and it requires affirmation where you say, Lord, I admit I am incapable of solving this and changing that and fixing this and mending this on my own. You can't break that habit by yourself. You can't overcome the hurt and climb out of the hole. You need to confess, Lord, I need you to help me move forward. Proverbs 28 and 13 says, a person who refuses to admit their mistakes will never be successful. But watch this, I like this part. But those that confess and forsake will get another chance. Anybody needs another chance? Everybody's hand should have just shot straight up. You look at your neighbor who got his hand down and say, you know you need another chance. You need more than one more chance. Anybody need another chance? When you confess, he's faithful and just to forget. I wish I had some help here. We got to determine that we will do what the Lord tells us to do, that we will cooperate with his commands even when it don't make sense. Jesus says, launch out into the deep water. Simon says, we've worked all night long, haven't caught anything, but because you say so. Well, I thought that would have shouted everybody right there. Let me, let me get on this side. We, we, we've been unsuccessful, but because you said, you said so. Okay, I'm gonna try right here. We fished all night long. But because you say so, anybody just walked out and did some things because he said so? I mean, you know, everybody told you you ought to do this, you ought to do that. But because he said so, you did what they determined. I'm going to follow the Lord's instructions. Jesus told them when to fish. Jesus told them where to fish. When to fish, do it now. Where to fish in the deep. And then he told them how to fish. Let your nets down. Now notice these specific instructions. He guides them step by steps into the area where they had just failed. Okay, y'all didn't get that. He tells them to go back where you failed and that's where you're going to finish. Peter didn't argue. He could have been like some church folk who will remain nameless for the purposes of this message. I don't know, they might be streaming, but you know there are some church folks that would have said, wait a minute, Jesus. We, we just left trying what you asking us to do. Now, 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 we've been there, we've done that. Got a t-shirt and a hat, you just showing up. We've been out here fishing all night long. We ain't caught nothing. We ain't slept. We hungry. We frustrated. We're dog tired. And, and I know you do your thing in the synagogue. And I, listen, I applaud you, Jesus. You do a great job in doing what you do. I can tell from the crowd that's been following you that you are the flavor that they savor. But I'm not going to go up in church and try to tell you how to preach because that's your thing but Jesus now listen this thing right here this fishing thing this is our thing it's my I know how to fish Jesus I ain't just I'm not a uh, Johnny come lately my daddy was a fisherman my granddaddy was a fisherman my uncles and them used to fish my cousin we all we got a fishing family 
It's in our pedigree. He could have said that. He could have, and some, somebody can identify with that because if we're all honest, we are tempted to many times to be guided by our history rather than being pulled by our destiny. But he didn't argue. He didn't argue. He chose to do something that was totally contrary to his experience and his expertise. He didn't let past failure rob him from present potential. That's a word for somebody because sometimes the Lord will lead you back to the same place where you just failed. And he'll do that to give you not only success, but outrageous success. I don't even know who that was for. God wants to blow your mind and he wants to do it in a way that just don't make sense. Peter didn't argue. Peter didn't delay. He didn't procrastinate. He said, because you say so, I'll try it again. Some of us need to walk out of here today and say unto yourself, I decree and declare right now. You need to walk out with that kind of declaration that, that Peter had in your marriage, in your goals, in your dreams, in your plans. You need to say, Lord, I've tried and I've failed. My best wasn't good enough, but if you say so, I'll try it again. Because you say so, I'm going to believe. Because you say so, I'm going to join church. Because you say so, I'm going to join a ministry. Because you say so, I'm going to use my singing gift again. Because you say so, I'm going to use my teaching gift again. Because you say so, I'm going to get in the word. Because you say so, I'm going to stop cussing as much. Because you say so, I'm going to trust you again. Because that's what faith looks like. Can I get somebody that will be real with me now? Faith requires risk. Jesus said, get out in the deep. Can I give you the Ray Brown remix? Get in over your head. You're not living by faith until you get in over your head. As long as you are not in over your head, you are in shallow water. Get out in deep water. Why? Because that's where all the big fish are. Okay, preach, Pastor. Big fish don't swim in shallow water. You, you, you wondering why you got a sardine quality of life? It's because you in shallow water. Ah, there are no big fish in shallow water. If, if you insist on fishing in shallow water, then all you're going to live is a shallow life. I wish I had somebody. Is there anybody here ready for some big fish? Anybody tired of shallow life and a shallow lifestyle and shallow people? I need some real folk here. Anybody tired of just shallow stuff. You've got to get it in your mind that I'm, I, listen, I'm going to trust God. That means I got to get in over my head and follow God even when it doesn't make any sense. And that requires risk. That requires faith. And guess what? With great risk, there comes great reward. Somebody ought to grab that and say, Pastor, thank you. I got my word today.
And really, that's the whole sermon. I didn't preach this thing so many times. That's the whole sermon right there. Great risk. Great reward. Tithe. Windows of heaven open. Give. I'm going to give to you. The more you give, the more he gives to you. The more you trust him, the more he will trust you with. Okay, the reason why they ain't saying amen because I ain't finished my Daniel LaRusso story. So let me finish my story and I'm going to sit down because my leg is going numb on this side right here. And I don't know what I'm feeling on the other side where I rub this. <laughs> let me finish the story. Here it is. Mr. Miyagi and Daniel LaRusso. I told you that the crane technique didn't work before. He tried the old technique on a new opponent. And it almost got his leg broke. And, and, and so, if you saw the movie, by this time he's broken, he's bloody, he's beaten, and he's standing in the middle of the arena. You, if you've seen the movie, you, you, you're feeling for him. He's the underdog. How is he going to get out of this? Using his best move at, to this point. And when his old technique doesn't work, here's what he does. In the new situation, he looks up into the stands and sees Mr. Miyagi. And he looks at Mr. Miyagi, his master, his teacher. And Mr. Miyagi never says a word. But as he's looking at Mr. Miyagi, he stands up there and pulls a toy out of his pocket. And the toy that he pulls out of his pocket was nothing but simply a paddle that had two strings on each side with a ball attached to it. And Mr. Miyagi stood up there swinging that paddle back and forth. And when he swung it, when, when he, when he, when he uh, pulled that thing and, and, and started swinging it back and forth, you could hear the click, 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 click. He's playing with the toy, and that toy reminded Daniel of a new move that Mr. Miyagi, his master, had taught him. And so standing there broken and bloody, broken and bloody, beaten me, when his opponent was attacking, Daniel responded like the paddle, swinging back and forth, and he took his left hand and he swung it, and then he took his right hand and he swung it. He hit the man, his opponent, his enemy with a left, and then he hit him with a, a right, and he got the victory over his enemy, even though the old move wouldn't work, the new move did, and it worked on both sides because he was determined to obey his master. Y'all not hearing me. That reminds me of somebody else who stayed on this planet for 33 years. And for 33 years, his move would not work. But early one Sunday morning, he looked up at his father and his father showed him a new move and raised him with all power in his hands. His name is Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, do you know him? His name is Jesus. Do you know him? If you want to move forward after failure, it takes an invitation. It takes affirmation. It takes determination. But there's one thing I need to leave with you before I let you go. You need expectation. 
Look at your neighbor and say expectation. Listen, if the Lord tells you to go fish after he's on your boat, you listen and he tells you where to go and what to do and how to do it. Do you really have any doubt whether or not you're going to be, your neck going to be filled? Because Jesus never guides where God will never guide where God won't provide. God's work done God's way will never lack God's support. Because God consecrates whatever he orchestrates. If it's God's will, it's God's bill. And this is the year. You need to declare this in your spirit, in your mind, and in your heart. That this is the year for you to start expecting a turnaround. However things have been, you need to decree and declare it won't be that way no more. Somebody ought to stand up right now where you are and just turn all the way around. I can't do it, but if I, would, if I could, I'd do it for you. Turn all the way around and say, I expect a turnaround. I'm expecting things to change. I'm expecting a breakthrough. I'm expecting a miracle. Because miracles don't happen where they're needed. Miracles happen where they are expected. And you need to expect a miracle. You need to be waiting on your miracle. Because when Jesus said launch to the deep, Peter probably was trembling with expectation because he had the Lord in his boat. He was doing the Lord's will, the Lord's way. And he did it according to the Lord's word. And if you do it the Lord's will, if you're doing it the Lord's way, according to the Lord's word, you cannot lose. You ought to find three people and say, neighbor, I can't lose. Every day I'm getting up. I'm expecting a miracle. I'm expecting a turnaround. I'm looking for my blessing. I'm searching for my miracle. Yes! Because miracles don't happen where they're needed. Miracles only happen where they're expected. Is there anybody here who expecting God to do a miracle in your life? Oh, y'all listen. You looking at a miracle. Look at verse 6. Verse 6 said, when they did what Jesus said, they caught so many fish that their nets began to break. And then they had to call other people from other boats to come help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they almost sank. They did the Lord's will, the Lord's way, according to the Lord's word, and they got more than enough. And whenever, whenever you do the Lord's will, the Lord's way, according to the Lord's word, provision will never be a problem. Provision is never a problem when you're rolling with the provider you all tell somebody i'm rolling with the provider somebody drove on the parking lot and somebody hating on you because you got a brand new car tell them don't hate on me i 
testimony right there regardless what you're going through regardless what pastor brown may be feeling may have been feeling while he was up here preaching the word still went out the word still went out and in the bible it says that his word will not return void it will not return void so if you can't stand please stand now comes the part of the service where you have the opportunity to make a decision. Pastor Brown, I'm not going to re-preach the sermon, but his first point was the invitation. You get an opportunity to invite him into your heart, into your life. And it's as simple as ABC. And we, we say it all the time. The first is A, admit that you need God in your life. And without him, you're lost in sin. B, believe. Believe that Jesus is the Son of God. He died for our sins. And he got up on the third day. And then C, confess that Jesus is your Savior and Lord of your life. It's that simple. So as our choir sings and our deacons and our ministers come forward, we want to give you an opportunity to invite Jesus into your life on today. Amen. 
Now, now, I know that there may be someone in here that's trying to make a decision right now. I know this. And you may be afraid. You may be afraid. But the longest journey starts with the first step. And we have men and women standing in the aisles to take those steps with you. Or maybe you're listening to us via the internet and you don't have a church and you, you don't know Jesus in the pardon of your sins. Well, you can text JOIN to 830-689-8074 and someone will be ready to take your call as you make that decision. We're gonna have the choir sing one more time. Give them another opportunity to make that decision. Maybe, maybe you're already saved. You're already saved, but you need a church home. You know God wants a relationship with you. And he wants you to be amongst a family of believers and to walk that journey with you. Pastor Brown wants to be your pastor wants to be your pastor and we want you to connect with us we'll help you understand what it means to be a part of God's family here at Resurrection whether you're online or in person we welcome you into the Resurrection family thank you those to those that have joined the Resurrection family now go ahead thank you Thank God for those that have made the decision to make Jesus Christ a part of their life. Thank God for those. And now it's time for all of us to participate in the service. This is the part where everybody can do something. We worship him in prayer. We worship him in praise. We worship him through the preached word. And now it's time to present our gifts to God. And as we say here at Resurrection, God loves the cheerful giver. It's giving time. You can give through PushPay. Type RBC1 to 77977 and follow the instructions. You can give here in the sanctuary if you like. You can mail it in or you can drop it off here at the church campus. We thank you in advance for your gifts. I do have a couple of announcements that were given to me. First of all, is Tim, Timothy Jenkins in here? Yeah. Is he in here? There he is right there. 
This young man is going into the Air Force. He leaves. Praise God, praise God. Young man, you are in our prayers always. If I'm not mistaken, you're going just on the other side of town? Over there to Lackland? Okay. We'll be, we'll be over here praying for you, man. You always have a place here at Resurrection. This is your church family. You've grown up in this church. We've seen you go from a little boy to a young man. And we wish you the best on your journey. God bless you. The next announcement that I have is the men's ministry have something special going on today. The men's ministry at 1 p.m. today will have a pregame tailgate. Is it back in the, in the back parking lot? A pregame tailgate for, for the men's ministry. And then one thing that's very important, how many married couples I have in here? All right, y'all didn't really do that with a whole lot of enthusiasm. <laughs> y'all like, yeah, I guess I'm married. I guess we still married. How many married couples do I have in here? All right, yeah. Act like you like to be married if you, at least while she's sitting here with you. Come on now. <laughs> we have the celebration of love that will be taking place February the 17th at 7 p.m. at the club at Garden Ridge. $50 a couple. You can get your tickets either through Eventbrite. <laughs> you know you got $50, man. <laughs> $50 a couple. And uh, you can also get it on the church website. And I believe that's all the announcements for today. And with that, will we all stand? Father God, as we prepare to leave this place, but never from your presence, we ask that you would go with us and stand by us, henceforth, now, and forevermore. Let every heart say, Amen. Now, as we leave, as we leave, we want to say our mission statement. Who are we? Servants of Christ, developing followers of Christ who share the love of Christ. God bless you, and go 40 chiefers. Team. <laughs>